Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi there. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic because, well, first, because it was a listener request and I love those. Second, because it's a subject that is almost universally misunderstood and miscommunicated. And although I've addressed it briefly on multiple episodes, I've never really sat down with you and talked about feminine and masculine energy, what it is, what it isn't, who has it, who doesn't, why we call it that, my opinion about the inadvertent damage that the terminology does, and how we might better understand it in ourselves. That's a lot, and I have a lot of thoughts around it, so let's go ahead and get started. I think maybe let's start with the origins of dividing types of energy into these two categories. It didn't start out as some sort of science, right? More as about stories about creation, about the organization of the world, a way for our brains to make sense of the chaos that is life. Nearly all cultures have some sort of story about the origin of humanity, and in a lot of cases, it involves the splitting of the whole into two parts. That's important because both energies are of equal importance. They are part of the whole. They live harmoniously with one another. In fact, without either, the world is heavy, hot, and dry, or it's cold, wet, and stagnant. Either way, it's unlivable. We must have both and value both and balance them for our world to be peaceful and plentiful. Eastern philosophies have understood this from the beginning, it seems to me, whereas other philosophies have spent centuries elevating one side of the energetic coin above the other, implying and directly stating that one way of being is better than another. Now, throughout this episode, I'll use the terms masculine and feminine, men and women, not because I think we're all limited to one or the other, but because that's how the energies are defined, and also because that's where our society has typically drawn a line of division. If neither masculine or feminine energy seems to define you completely, that's because all energies are present in all of us, and the dividing line isn't nearly as defined or solid as we once might have thought. According to the Chinese creation myth, the, the sky was named Yang, and it represented all the masculine energy in the world. It was dry and warm and powerful. And the earth is moist, cooling, nourishing, and watery, and it was named Yin, and it represented all the feminine energy in the world. Masculine and feminine, Yin and Yang. Neither was more important than the other. They were two sides of the same coin, one cannot exist without the other. If you look at the yin and yang symbol, each side contains a small part of the other. Within the light, yang masculine side is a dot of yin, and within the dark, feminine yin side is a dot of yang. We are both. The idea 
that we have both masculine and feminine energies within us has existed throughout history. The ancient Mayans divided the world into masculine and feminine energies. For the Mayans, feminine energy was the energy of caring, sharing, and nurturing, as well as respect for nature, animals, plants, and all material and non-material aspects of the universe. The masculine energy, on the other hand, was the energy concerned with the material aspects of living, such as striving, achieving, building, and competing. In yoga traditions, the masculine energy, the sun, is called Shiva, and it's the form or the, the linear, straightforward structure of the universe. The feminine energy, the moon, is called Shakti, and it's the movement or the circular force of the universe. Buddhists believe the right side of our brain is feminine and the left is masculine. The left hemisphere of the brain is our rational side, responsible for language, logic, math, facts. The right hemisphere is our intuitive, big picture side. It's where the creative process starts. Now, these are very simplified examples of how masculine and feminine energy shows up culturally and in spiritual practices in various belief systems. But we can see that the the way they're not divided into important and unimportant traits. I mean, what, what good are math and facts without a big picture creative idea about what they'll be used for? And the other way around too. For example, if you have a strong intuitive sense of justice, but you never act on it, you never strive for it, how do we change the world? In each person exists these energies just in in varying degrees more of a more of a spectrum than a clean divide and it has nothing to do with whether you are male or female or identify as neither or both right these are human traits human characteristics in my opinion one of the greatest journeys of our life is the quest to balance these energies in ourselves not to say that we should all be 50-50 or anything nearly as precise as that, but to fully embrace our natural balance of masculine and feminine energies, to be able to tap into each easily and, and gracefully as the situation requires. And it isn't just how we interact with the outside world that's impacted by our energy balance. It's our internal, authentic self if we're under pressure to conceal part of our natural energy to be more feminine or less feminine or more or less, less masculine, we, we won't really ever experience peace because we're at odds with our own nature. And let's talk about that. I, I hope I've made it clear that masculine and feminine energy are not associated with gender, or at least they weren't supposed to be. They were supposed to describe different types of energy that exist within all of us that are accessible to everyone, not to define us or force us into stereotypes and roles that come out of a complete misunderstanding of these energies. We need all the types of energies, but and maybe because they're called masculine and feminine, as a society, we started to divide people into these little boxes and deny them the expression of the energy they naturally had inside. The problem, of course, has become that we, as a culture, have not only put people into boxes of which types of energy they should express, we've also elevated certain aspects of these energies as being better or more desirable, or at least more desirable in some people than in others. We hear that 
masculine energy is about ambition and striving and authority and leadership. So we not only see those qualities more in male appearing people, we expect them. If a boy or a man doesn't live up to those qualities in a way that the culture finds acceptable, he's shunned or mocked until he does meet those expectations. Similarly, women with those qualities are seen in a totally different way than the men who exhibit those qualities. And they're shunned until they start to display feminine energy like nurturing and selflessness. But the fact is, and yes, I'm going to say it again, that we all have all of these qualities in some quantity, but we're culturally informed as to which of them we let grow in us. It can be very dramatic, like refusing to allow boys to play with dolls or pressuring girls to give up sports. It can also be subtle in the language we use, calling a female leader aggressive and a male leader assertive. And it starts very young. Study after study shows that parents hold their baby girls more than they hold their baby boys, presumably because girls need more nurturing and protection than the boys, which is ridiculous because they're babies, but it can be so ingrained in us that we don't even realize we're engaging with these insidious divides between masculine and feminine energy. So that's the history and a little bit of how it shows up in a really distorted way these days. And if you're wondering what that has to do with the chakras, let's talk about that. Aside from the fact that we're all human and are much more alike than we are different, at least at our core, most authentic selves, even if it's not how we're seen in the world, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you're willing to at least consider that we have chakras as energy centers in our body responsible for various aspects of ourselves. And every person has all seven of the main chakras that we primarily talk about here. What you might not realize is that each chakra is assigned to be a primarily masculine or feminine energy based on the type of governance it has within our bodies and how it functions in our interactions with the outside world. The root chakra, for example, is a masculine energy because it's concerned with the material world and existence. It's a very external facing energy. And I wonder if the reason so many people, so many women feel imbalanced here is that we're encouraged to deny our masculine outward flowing energies in favor of inward energies. Without the development of the root chakra, we can feel lost and ungrounded like we don't belong. It's a suppression of this natural masculine energy that we are all born with that gets distorted as we try to make our way through the society we live in. The sacral chakra is a feminine energy, which might not surprise you if you know that this is considered the seat of emotions. Importantly, not the expression of emotions necessarily, but the experiencing of them. This is such an interesting energy center to me in terms of its feminine energy because our culture so vastly prefers a masculine expression of energy to a female expression that all genders are encouraged to keep our sacral chakras and emotional energy pushed down. Women, when they do express emotion at work, at home, essentially anywhere, are told they are too emotional and valid feelings are dismissed as being overly sensitive, which, which usually means sensitive at all. And men are encouraged not to have much in the way of emotions at all either. This leads 
all of us to detach from our emotions and therefore our bodies. And we lose the wisdom that the body has to offer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The solar plexus chakra is a masculine energy center because of its connection to doing. Again, an outward-facing energy. You can probably see how this will work, the alternating energies as we move up the channel, the outward and inward flow and focus. Because our right to act in the world is in the solar plexus, it's masculine. And remember, this is the right to act on our own behalf towards our highest good. If we're suppressing this energy because it isn't ladylike or feminine, we're losing our power, giving it to others in the hopes that they'll act on our behalf. In some people, this masculine energy gets too hot and expresses as greed and anger, too much acting in a selfish way without the support of the feminine energy of the sacral chakra. Hopefully, you're seeing how we truly need to have balanced feminine and masculine energy, regardless of gender expression, and how none of these traits associated with the terms masculine and feminine are related at all to biological sex of any kind. The heart chakra is a feminine energy center with a focus on love and connection. The vast majority of humans are neurologically wired to crave love and connection. So to limit this quality, this energy to women is not just silly. It's cruel. Yet that's what our society does. It denies some people expressions and acceptance of love and loving actions in the name of being tough or strong or asks some people to combine their give and take of love to a single romantic relationship, disregarding love and friendships, other familial relationships, or even a broader love of humanity. And simply because we have this cultural notion that it's a feminine energy rather than a human energy. At the throat chakra, we're back to a masculine energy. Again, because of the outward flow, the expression, the communication aspect of the chakra. Although I think this one is really interesting because there can be a sense that women are better communicators. I want to get into this concept a little and explore a bit more of how we communicate. The throat chakra, the expression, creativity, putting your ideas into the world is a masculine outward energy. However, communication, the responsibility of the throat chakra has another part. And that's listening and understanding what's being communicated. And that is an inward receptive flow of energy, which is feminine. What's interesting is that I hear women celebrated as good listeners and men celebrated as good orators. We've managed to divide this communication skill even further. And the divide is causing us to live in conflict with each other and within ourselves. The third eye and crown chakra are a little more complicated to me. In most traditions, the third eye is once again on the feminine side of the energy spectrum because it's associated with intuition and inner wisdom. These 
internal senses are self-reflective and less concerned with external influences, thus their connection to the feminine. However, there are traditions that see the third eye as the master chakra, where the energies of all the chakras come together and would therefore be genderless. Whichever thought you follow, I, I do think that we have interesting language around how we know without knowing. We have intuition, which is a sense of knowing something seemingly without physical evidence. But we also talk about a gut instinct, which is similar, but originates in the solar plexus chakra, a masculine energy. And that is frequently associated with action. I sometimes wonder if it's a way for male identifying people to act on intuition without seeming too feminine. That's just a thought experience. I don't have any I don't have any studies or anything to back that up, but uh, these are the kinds of things you think about when you're living deep in the chakra world, I guess. The crown chakra, depending on the tradition, takes us back to masculine energy. And I'm not saying any tradition is wrong, but this designation has never really sat very well with me. If the crown chakra is our connection to the divine, to the universe, to that which is all and bigger than us, how could it be one side of a coin? It literally is the coin. To me, this energy center can't be masculine or feminine because it is everything, all the parts of the world as a whole. And to me, that's sort of how I'd like my personal energies to be balanced so that there's no overbearing qualities from any one chakra, from any one trait. And like I said at the beginning, that's, that's a lifelong quest. Now, of course, you can decide how you want your energy to be balanced, but I encourage you to really reflect on your decisions to determine if they're authentic to you or if they're expectations put on you by society. And beyond the work that we do on ourselves, for me, it's really important not to contribute to the divide by creating my expectations based on gender and gender expression in others. Much like how the chakras are both a physical and philosophical organizational method of energy, so is the masculine and feminine designation. It gives us a way to think about and understand the incredible complexities of human nature. Let me know what you think about all this. Send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. You can find me there at Your Chakra Coach. Or if you want to me email, that's easier. It's Sarah at YourChakraCoach.com. And just a reminder, it's me on the other end of those messages, not like a, a team or a social media manager. It's, it's just me over here doing my best for you week after week. I love to know how you're feeling and what you're thinking. So never hesitate to reach out, all right? I hope you have a lovely balanced week, however that looks and feels to you right now. Talk soon. Bye.